Hello and welcome back to The Uncommon Truth. I'm so glad you tuned in this week. We're starting season four. We're really excited. We're looking at the book of Revelation and Jesus' letters to the seven churches and who Jesus is revealed to be. Today, we're going to be looking at uh, just a description of Jesus glorified and how we should respond to that. So check out this preview and enjoy the show. You know, I was thinking when Vicky, you were saying, you know, everybody says, don't, don't read Revelation straight away. And I think one of the reasons people say that sometimes is that we approach Revelation as reading it as if it's to find out how, you know, the age is going to come to end, right? We look yeah, at it for our, true. like, our like uh, eschatology or all those things. Like, mm-hmm. how's, how's, when, how's his return going to work out, right? Oh, yeah, and I think sometimes when we get caught up in that, we really miss that it reveals the person of Jesus that's and we just good, see Luke. this. That's right. Oh, is this is this a tribulation is that the rapture is this or that is this and we miss out on the person right that and is great that is absolutely amen right on dead on and i think in in the 42 years i've been saved that's exactly why you read revelations and i think the court cart is definitely before the horse yeah. and it's no it's a revealing of jesus christ and it really should scare you straight into his arms you're listening to the uncommon truth a podcast about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, California, and is available wherever podcasts can be found. If you missed an episode or want to share the show with a friend, visit uncommonpodcast.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to leave us a review. That helps us climb the charts so more people can find out about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. If you want to give us your feedback, you can email the show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com and we'll try to feature your questions and comments in an upcoming episode. Finally, if you're looking to learn more about the Father's House Church, School of Transformation, or Life Recovery Ministries, visit fathershouseoroville.com. And now let's get into the uncommon truth. Here's what's coming up. Hello and welcome to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. My name's Luke and I'm joined as always by Steve Hello. and Vicky Orsillo. How you doing? I am doing well and got, welcome to all our visitors. Yeah, welcome to all our visitors. Visitors, visitors listeners. I guess listeners is the I was right like, term. I don't see any visitors no. in the room. Yeah. I was Kevin's here though. <laughs> <laughs> there's, always some, I, there's always someone watching I was us. going to ride that with you. What's though? his yeah. title? Is it executive producer or what? He does do most of the producing now. So. Hi to Morwina, Canada. Right, Kevin. The pride of Morwina. What's, that other, what's the other name of that place? Arbor. Arborg. 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 I like that. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, that's even smaller we, than Morwina, right? No, it's bigger. Oh, Arborg's bigger. You're, you're wrong. You've been wrong. Oh, I got it backwards. Yeah, that. Yeah. Missed it by this much. Tell your family that we talked about him. Yeah. Yes. Twice, two times. I mean, wrong twice in his life. <laughs> Second time. Second time. <laughs> Second time's a job. Today. Yes. Wow. And it's the first time, day. I thought I was wrong, but I wasn't. No, I was wrong about being wrong. Wow. 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 That's really uh, wow. Mm-hmm. special. Yeah. So, anyway, how's, how's no. life in the um, Lights of Hope preparation camp going, Steve? It's coming along amazing. We're doing amazing things out there. It's just beautiful. Yeah. It's going to be gorgeous. I walked it today. I brought out yeah. um, our friends from, pastor friends from Paradise, and I took him out there, and I hadn't been out there for a while, and it's going to be spectacular this year, like yeah. spectacular. Poor little Lady Liberty, though. She, um, we had a cardboard cutout of Lady Liberty, which is, you know what that is? Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty, yeah. And um, she's 
She she's, melted she's, up. Yeah, she's on, on her face. Pross. We probably should do something other than cardboard on an outdoor yeah, event in December. <laughs> just, just maybe. Uh, but, so Lady Liberty but, is gone. Yeah. Lady Liberty's gone. Oh, sad. But here we have a giant star that's like. Yeah, I think it's about 15 feet, isn't it? The star? Um, yeah, at least. It's yeah, gorgeous. It's big. It's all lit up in a star fight. It's going to be. It's going to be. Mer- it's going to be. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, please come out if you're anywhere in the North State. Um, of California, or even if you're in Southern Oregon, we don't care if you're from more we know, come on over. Wherever um, you are. Come see the Lights it's of Hope. It's the Lights of Hope, and yeah. it, what it is is a free uh, light walk. Um, it, it really is. We had it last year for the first time. We had about 18,000 people walk through. Wow. And it's going to be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, beginning December 2nd. Mm-hmm. It's free, no parking fees, no nothing, just come. Hang out with us. Um, the coolest part for me last year was just seeing all the families so um, outside doing something, yes. and they were around the they were on the fire pits uh, making s'mores, yeah. drinking hot chocolate. I want to have ice skating this year. We're gonna have ice skating too. Yeah. We that's gonna be great. So it's it's a lot of fun. If you're anywhere near Oroville during the holiday season, please come join us. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, we are excited because um, we are starting season four today. Oh of wow! The in a, in November. Season four in Season November. Four. Why not? Why not? As Vicky would say. Why not? I wanted to look at how many episodes we had out. I wonder if Kevin can find yeah, that out for us. Yeah, why don't you have That would be great. I, but we're going to dive in. In this, in this season, we're going to look at uh, the book, a little bit in the book of Revelation and the seven letters to the oh, seven boy. churches that Jesus writes where oh, he uh, has some opinions on things that are doing and some of it's encouraging and some of it's a correction. Or not, yeah, or not uh, encouraging. Up, some of it's a straight up review. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going with? Where are you going with it, But <laughs> in each of them, there's a there's a promise and there's a reward. And That's right. I, I've, I've been reading through them this week because just trying to come up with episode ideas. And there's just some really cool things that I hadn't noticed. Like I, like I, uh, you know, not to give the game away, but in one of one of the one of the he writes a letter to the church in Sardis, and he talks about how um, what's it say? You have uh, the reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Um, be it, you know, being awake, but you're asleep. Wow. I was reading some commentaries, and it turns out that Sardis, the city, had a reputation that twice in history their watchmen fell asleep and they were invaded. <laughs> That's awkward. So when Jesus says this to them, he's kind of like... <laughs> Wake up. Yes, Wake. he's outing them. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. It's For like, their most embarrassing moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And calling them, you know, both and the spiritual... relating it to yeah. their spiritual condition. Yeah. Wow. So I think we're going to have a lot of fun looking into these stories and uh so come along for the ride with us everybody that's right revelations is always a bag of hoops yeah. so so fun Stephen, as uh testimony uh, has a little bit of a unique experience with with the book of revelation that most christians Stephen don't or do Cello, so not Stephen in the bible right yeah. so would you tell us a little bit about your your first so time the, you read yeah this? so on the night of uh march 10th 1975 coming out of the uh church the the concert we were in i was i was quite shook ended up in the back seat of the car my brother's car with his girlfriend soon to be wife and just, you know what you do next is read the bible they said mm-hmm. so you know um i she handed me a bible a revised standard mm-hmm. version of the bible and i and i op- i opened it to the book of revelation mm-hmm. the revelation of jesus christ yeah. well what had just happened back in that auditorium was that Jesus was revealed to me. I prayed to Jesus. I asked him, to, and, and I had this amazing feeling of the release of my guilt, my forgiveness, my 
just awareness that he was real, that he was with me, that he he responded to that prayer. Yeah. And so I wanted it's the name of this the name of this book is Revelation of Jesus Christ. Right. The Revelation of Jesus Christ. All that means is Jesus is revealed here. Well, yeah. I wanted more Jesus revealed, right? Yeah. So I started reading it, and I remember my sister-in-law, my future, she was to future-in-law to be, uh, sister-in-law to be. She was panicked that I was reading that book, Revelation. Oh, that'll just can you know get like getting trying to get me to, to read a nice Gospel of John or something, you know. And uh, I was adamant because she's a Christian telling me what to do, and I'm not going to listen to Christians. Oh boy! So, so it was, some, you still had some know, work to do in your heart. About yeah, that. I still yeah, yeah I wasn't yeah. completely yeah, yeah, I wasn't totally transformed. Mississippi wide. That, I still didn't know that I wanted to be a Christian. I just knew that he was real, and I wanted to know more about him. So that night, I just blitz read the book Revelation. One night? Yeah, I just read the whole thing right on through. Like without the night you were saved. Yeah, the oh, night okay. I was saved, I read the book of Revelation Scared straight you through. Into the kingdom. Beginning <laughs> to end. And it was so, there were parts that were kind of weird, but the main thing that got me at the end was he's serious about this. <laughs> yeah. He's good. serious about this. And, mm. you know, there's a real division between those he accepts and those he, that are wow. not going to make the cut. And that division was really spelled out to me that night wow yeah. and i wanted to be serious I, I i really cared which group i was in by the time i read that book mm. That's i good. mean i just really cared now i don't i don't want to be the one who thinks they're awake but they're asleep right thinks they're alive but they're dead i don't want to be that guy yeah i want to be the one who responds to knowing him he's real he's with me Maybe I should do what he says. Yeah. And that's what I, that's what I did. Might be good Question, do you think, so now you've been a Christian 46 years? Yeah. Do you think that's, that would be a good thing for new believers that got saved that night to read? Honestly. Uh, I, I'm not sure it would be because I don't think everybody had the same experience. I think that God, I think that the Holy Spirit adapted for took you. me through something in life that you know, each experience, I was always wondering about when we were in church, you know, in the Catholic Church, I was always struck by this holiness that was around me, and yet this unholiness that was being lived around me. And I was always struck by the hypocrisy, the, and yet the incredible devotion of these men and women, and certain people so outwardly devoted anyway, it's what I saw. And so I was always up and then down up and then down until finally I had the experience that broke it all and I was down period on Christianity and Christians and it was meeting him and I think I think my experience my desire and the fact that just knowing he was real was going to turn me on fire I think that it was particularly um, glorious for me to have fallen into reading the book of Revelation that night, wow. the revealing of Jesus Christ. Before and I'm day, not yeah. sure that everybody should, but I'm sure there are others, but I would like to let the Holy Spirit do that. Now, I feel like it was custom made for you. Custom made. My other Christians, you know, trying to get me to read John, trying to get me to read something else that, you know, they weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. But I, my, I mean, how many people are nearly as stubborn as me about when I've set my mind to do something, you zero. know, I've, I haven't, oh, oh, I haven't, that, yeah, that I haven't met too many. Have you? <laughs> no, zero. Uh, no, you're, yeah. It's, is, is, it, that, is that, it's happened. I mean, zero times anything is there's zero. once I set my mind to do something, you know, and you are so, amazing. I mean, it was unique and, unique. and it was special. And, and this, special. for me, it caused a, 
tremendous yes. uh, drive for the rest of amazing. my life. 46 yeah. years later, I'm still driven by that night's experience reading that's that amazing. book. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's really yeah, amazing that 46 years later, you're still remembering the moment in time mm -hmm. where you looked into Revelations and it totally changed the trajectory of your life. Mm -hmm. And I do believe it was divinely appointed because, you know, like, like you read the Bible and you don't get this out of it and you read it again and you get it out of it. And it's such a, it really is a living it's alive. word. Yeah. You speak that's sense. really good. So I, I think though, though we may not recommend it to everybody to read, first, we definitely recommend it to be something everybody reads, knows Correct. and takes Eventually, seriously. for sure. Yeah. 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 So we're going to dive into our scripture today, which is uh, Revelation 1, where John, uh, the apostle, oh, yeah. uh, has, he falls into this vision, Revelation begins, and I'm going to start in verse uh, 9, I think, um, and I'll just read through, so. I'm with you. I'm, I'm a little phone, my yeah, handy dandy. Sorry, I'm in the wrong translation, guys. I, John, that your brother and fellow, fellow partaker in the tribulation. But in verse 9, do you want to read? Yeah, go ahead. No, I don't want to read. Are you ready? You want to read it? You read it. No, Steve can't know. He's good. <laughs> what verses? Here, nine right, through nine, what? Nine. One nine. I'm, I'm ready now. I'm ready. Just He's the ready. one verse. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> I did not. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry about I, I was, that. I was in the wrong translation. And uh, yeah. Anyway. I, John, your brother and fellow partaker in the tribulation and the kingdom and perseverance which are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet, like the sound of a trumpet saying, write in a book what you see and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus and Smyrna and Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis and Philadelphia and Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking with me and having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the middle of the lampstands, I saw one like a son of man, clothed in a robe, reaching to the feet, and girded across his chest with a golden sash. His head and his hair were white like, were white, like white wool, like snow, and his eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze, and when it had been made to, to glow inside a furnace, wow. Hmm. And his voice was like the sound of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in its strength. Mm. Wow. I just feel the yeah, holiness for even just reading those words. I know they're hard. Yep. You going down to the next one, or are we done? I mean, uh, we can keep going. We'll finish the chapter. I think you should go to where, you know, do not be afraid. Yeah. yeah. When I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man. Wow. And he placed his right hand on me, saying, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last, mm -hmm. and the living one. And I was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and of Hades. Therefore, write the things which you have seen, and the things which are, and the things that will take place after these things. As for the mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand, and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Oh, man. Whew, that is holy, isn't it? So the seven, it's Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Pergamum yeah. the Thyatira, Sardis, yeah. Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Yeah. Is that seven? Yes. Yep. I count six. One, two, <laughs> three, four, five, six. 
Are you ready? There was seven two thousand years ago. There's seven, seven today. Today, one was be, censored. There will be seven tomorrow. tomorrow. I'm just fact checking. Where's Kevin? Go ahead. Uh, you got something I imagine, don't you? Uh, no. I mean, okay. I'll ask, I was going to ask questions like when when we read that description of of, of Jesus, right? Often we, you know, uh, we have this idea that Je- of Jesus maybe as just the the man walking around and you know in Israel, kind of like doing the Jesus on earth stuff, but I don't always think we have a good picture of Jesus. Glorified, glorified Jesus. Jesus. This is the glorified Jesus yeah. Christ, yeah. Bronze, so, yeah. like, you know, burnished bronze when it's been made mm-hmm. to, what is it? I lost my place. Burnished bronze when it's been made to glow in a furnace? Yeah. That's a different kind of bronze. You, know, yeah. you think of bronze as kind of a dirty brown, brown kind of looking thing, and but when it's glowing in a furnace, it's not. It's mm-hmm. it's red, you know, it's that's amazing. Yeah. He did not look that when he looked at him, that would kind of freak most of us out. Right. And I think if we all understood who Jesus is mm-hmm. and he's revealed here, this book, this is this this book is the revealing of yeah. Jesus Christ. And we all, if we would endeavor to see him more clearly, who he says he is, not who we say he is right. and quit making up who he is. Yeah. You know, we take one description, I am the good shepherd, mm-hmm. and we turn it into a total picture of him standing on a hill with sheep around him and a right. little Bo Peep hook in his arm. Yeah. You know, and he's just this very soft and mellow guy. Right. And then you'd read this description, and he, he is the good shepherd yep. looking like this. Right. That's who he's become. That's who death and, and resurrection and ascension made him. Right. Wow. That's that, what gave him this, right. this, this uh, visage, image. this look, this yeah. image, yeah. And like John, when he sees him, he says he fell down like fell on his feet like a dead man. And this is John who was, you know, called himself the disciple who Jesus loved, who oh, was probably, good. you know, the most familiar with him, been walking with him for, I don't know, he's like, he's in his old age at this point, right? And he has this revelation, sees him as he really is, and he falls at his feet like a dead man. Like that's a- Yeah, and the answer is don't be afraid. I'm the first and the last. I'm not sure why that wouldn't make you afraid. I'm the I'm you know, I was dead and now I'm alive. Okay, it's you, G. Okay, this guy in front of me that looks like this is you. Yeah. The one who I laid my head on his chest. Yeah. It's the same it's still it's, same. it's still the same. Right. You know, you love me and I'm okay. Yeah. And uh but don't be afraid. <laughs> We'll say something that won't make me afraid. Okay, like stop yeah. burning, stop I was burning dead, like, but now I'm alive. No. Oh, oh, it's you. It's okay, you. yes. I just, I, you know, as a keys to death in Hades. How, how yeah. do we, how do we do that? You know, how do we keep this idea of Jesus being both uh, the man and also God? Like the, the idea of him being the Father that's kind, and then also the yeah, <laughs> this guy coming. You know, in other descriptions, we may get there at some point. He talks about like. He's got a sword and a rod in his right hand to rule the nations. And like, yeah. yeah. How do we hold it's, those it's two? It's some high, mighty stuff. Yeah. And I think what you have to do is just really come to the conclusion that you don't really know. <laughs> and when he says these things, they're beyond us. Yeah. And uh, will we ever really get it until we quit seeing through a glass darkly? No. We must spend our life, however many days you've got, whether it's, 30,000 days or you only have 10,000 days, you know, it's not the years in the life, it's the life in the years. And you've got that make that count, that make a difference. Mm-hmm. And I've got to tell you that whatever time you spend figuring out who God says he is and what it means, because oh. some of the things he describes, like scepter and the right, all this yeah. stuff, you know, uh, burning bronze like, yep. it, like it glows when it's in a furnace. I mean, 
How do you relate to that? You know, a living creature with feet that are like yeah. they're in a furnace. And, um, you know, I would say Hollywood would rather portray the devil or the mm. Balrog or the evil that way of a burning furnace, you know. That's true. But this is Jesus painting himself that way. And I think that the, a man's pursuit of his life ought to be, who are you, God? I want to know more. I want to know you better. I want to know you clearer. So I want to see you more clearly, yeah. walk with you more dearly, just like the old song, you know. I want to be more like you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. I love you for doing this for me, revealing yourself to me. And you know, the revelation for me on March 10th, 1975 was really outstanding, but it, it is a, it's like minuscule compared to what I've had in the 42 years, right. 46 years, 46, 46. 46 years. Yes. It's minuscule compared to what happened right. that night. Yeah. That night, that night was minute. I'm sorry I said that opposite. It's minuscule what happened that night compared to what I've had in my life. Yeah. I mean, I've had phenomenal experiences with mm -hmm. God. I couldn't have survived them that night, but, but because I've continued to pursue greater and greater revelation the light's gotten brighter the wow. the, the door's gotten wider the yeah. the vision is clearer and um but that night i was just sitting mm -hmm. in a dark hole a pen light would have been a life-saving thing for me now i you know now i have quite a bit of light in my life and and i still my goal and my my purpose and my honestly my commission is to continue to understand who god is and then when i as i do the what little i gain as i keep seeking that has to then i have to answer the question who does that make me right what's the call for me what's the purpose for me mm -hmm. what am i supposed to be doing with my life am yeah. i really supposed to be pursuing the world's view on this thing with all the insurance and mm -hmm. all the backup and all the education and all the making sure looking out for your future and looking at and building the american dream and making sure i have everything they say i should have mm -hmm. to be successful or should i be would I be successful if I um, simply spent my life trying to find out who he is? Yeah. I think a man who seeks God and learns who he is, whether he's poor as dust mm. or rich as they come, he's a man who has fulfillment in his life and is content with what he has. The man who's rich knows the riches aren't his because he's pursued who God is and found out that all things, if you're going to belong to God, Everything that comes with you belongs to God, and you really have nothing. Mm -hmm. And the guy who's dirt poor knows he really has nothing because everything he does have, even the minuscule amount he does, belongs to God. Therefore, yeah. he has nothing. So really, the rich man and the poor man are in the same boat if we sought to know God. Mm -hmm. there's, there's those who are given charge over little things, and if they're faithful in them, they're given charge over more. And if they're faithful in them, they get in charge over more. And some of us aren't mm -hmm. and it's not we don't get to decide we don't get to make the plan mm -hmm. we're supposed to follow his plan not cause him to follow our plan i got this plan god i need you to come along with me and hey by the way you need to bless it as we go you know you need to do that for me no that's not how this works that's not what he's showing us here he's showing us a lord and savior a uh, keys to death and Hades, yeah. the keys to life and death, the keys to the kingdom, the keys over heaven and earth. He has all the keys. Right. And then he's given them, you know, he's given them to us. Mm -hmm. He gave them to Peter. Says, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Yeah. You know, there's this joint heir with Jesus idea right. where we, if what, I mean, 
the idea of what we inherit, we're going to read it in these letters. Mm -hmm. The things he promises, if you will, I will give you. And it's, you know, a little spoiler, a white stone of redemption, a white robe of righteousness, the keys. uh, It's just so many things he's promising. And, you know, the understanding he's promising. And it's all based on pursuing the understanding of who he is. Mm -hmm. And when you read this, if you don't stop and go, "Wow, wow, I don't really understand much i understand so much more than 46 years ago mm-hmm. and i haven't scratched the stinking surface wow. there's so much more to know how could i grow weary in learning about him and who he says he is when i read something like that phrase where he describes just don't be afraid and then tells why don't be afraid yeah. it's like i am terrified now <laughs> you tell yeah. me this is to tell me but then again i'm not in at you know they're in heaven that might have uh, been a been a relaxing thing to say to john because of what he was looking at yeah. creatures with 24 eyes around yeah. under their armpits and right. you know their wings and yeah. you know 24 elders and blah 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 that do not be afraid greeting i guess it seems to be a common biblical phrase what the angels often say right when yeah they, don't when be they afraid it, okay th- nice easy for you to say <laughs> kind of like, it's yeah. kind of like a you're looking down yeah yeah you're looking Those down happen. on a human yeah. being i'm looking at a heavenly heavenly nature a heavenly realm man don't right. tell me not to be afraid That's i'm nice. terrified as and, you yeah as you were sharing steve i i um I, I was thinking back into my life of you know the moment i met jesus and i i had all these reasons why I thought that he couldn't be real or he couldn't be who he says he was. And one day I, I, I had this encounter where he's real and it, it was kind of like, oh, you are real. I, I guess I have to do something about this. Like, what's my what's my response now going to be to this? And, it, you know, I, I know for both of you, your story was you, you met him and it was it was similar. It was like, hey, you're real. I don't know about this Christianity thing. I don't know where I stand, but this is I now have a responsibility. Uh, I'm so, willing to learn. Yeah. And Vicky, for you, I, I know you had a, a similar meeting where one he became real to you, and you know you you changed. So what what does what should that uh, process look like? Of when when he's real, how should we respond? How do we go about changing? Well, I think uh, I'm sitting here thinking, and once he's talking, because um, he started with revelations, he mm-hmm. got he basically had a 20 second prayer, and he felt felt something was different, mm-hmm. and then he read revelations, and and. Uh, I kind of thinking thinking that's kind of to read that even today it's just stunning mm-hmm. and for me it's it's like such a process do I know God more than I did 42 years ago yeah mm-hmm. but a do I more. do I know God at all no so honestly knowing that I mean the sobering aspect of you know the whole the whole scripture you read to me is like thinking myself wise sometimes that I 42 years you know and then the reality is that it's just a journey. Yeah. And do I know more than I did probably a year ago? Yeah. Um, it's a day by day. You're asking, how do we do this? It just is working out your salvation with fear and trembling. Mm-hmm. When Because you read something like this, yep. I believe you sh- there should be a little fear and trembling. Right. You know, because you know, the good shepherd, well, yeah, he's a good shepherd. That's how he walked around. But yeah. yet with the religious leader, he was not a tame lion. Mm-hmm. And then you read this and go, well, wait a minute. This is the same guy that you guys said that John put his, sho- his head on his shoulder yeah. and said, I'm the one Jesus loves. Yeah. And the first thing he says to him is like, don't be afraid. You're going to die. Don't be afraid. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure John at that moment thought, I'm going to die. Yeah. Um, you know, 
all this stuff that, you know, I am the Alpha and the Omega, yeah. I'm first and last, and I'm God Almighty. He said, God Almighty, and at that moment, I'm thinking, John probably had a glimpse like Moses that I'm going to die mm -hmm. if I look at you. And um, so the, all that to say, Luke, is I think the way you do that is just every day. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, reading these scriptures, coming back to Revelations, um, we just came out of a series in the Uncommon Truth where we read the, uh, the kingdom of heaven is yeah. like. Right. Those are sobering. Yeah. I mean, it's like guilty, guilty, yeah. guilty. And I'm just, when I think really highly of myself, and I, I have an ability to do that sometimes, um, uh, it's like, do not be afraid. He, he's shining like sun, and he's whatever. His hair is white, and you know. And then he goes on throughout the Revelation <laughs> talking, yeah, yeah, talking Eyes about like that stuff. Fire. I think I think the way we the way we keep both of those in mind is just to keep thinking about it. You keep reading. You keep reading the um, the parables, yeah. and then you say, okay, this is who he is. He's just not some nice guy who walked around and was good and kind and so tolerant. It's like no, he is not a tame lion. Hmm. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck does that mean? <laughs> it means fear and keep, trembling. Like, keep working yeah. at it, knowing yeah. that it's very serious. Right. It's, uh, to me, that it's, is it's, the conclusion I got yeah. from this book that yeah. night. Is he's very serious. He's serious about what he's saying. He's serious about what he's saying, and, he, and and you know, my life had been a series of Christians not not very serious about what they say. Dumbing they it down. Just dumbing it, yeah, not really believing what he's saying. I mean, right. not really. What the worst part was, they don't know what he's saying. Now, Vicky and I both grew up in Catholic church, and if you're not familiar with that, every single week there's a reading from the gospel. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now that's weird because in the, all the churches I've gone to since, they don't read the gospel every week, mm -hmm. but we read the gospel every week. A, a story. Good. A yeah. story. So I had a million of those stories read for my yeah. lifetime of going to this church. So I heard these stories, and they were marvelous stories about Jesus healing people and doing good things and and saying wonderful things. Right? right? Yeah. However, and, I didn't know that that was the gospels. I had oh, no yeah. idea what the gospel was. You didn't know was. what they meant, but no, I, I thought there were stories they told. It all just time. was stories about Jesus. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I didn't know it was a Bible either, I but either. I just oh, it was either? stories about Jesus. So when I met him, I had had lots of stories about Jesus, and I yeah. read Revelation, and it was. Oh, he's serious. This isn't. This isn't like. Yeah. I mean, there's a holy, heavy holiness in Catholicism. Mm -hmm. You've got to respect the building, Everything, or yeah. you get in big trouble. Right. You've got to respect walking in the door. You've got to do a genuflect mm -hmm. and a sign of the cross. I mean, you have to bow to cross the altar. Mm -hmm. And so, there's a lot of things that make you serious about being in this room. Yeah, that's good. And the way you respect the fathers, the the pastors. Mm -hmm leaders and the and the nuns and everything and the way you have to treat being there but as soon as you walk out the door it's not serious anymore mm. you go home it's not serious anymore you live like hell and yeah and you just live and then it's you'd go back and now it's serious yeah. again mm -hmm. well reading revelation you find out oh i don't think he has the six days off no <laughs> i don't think he has this six day turnaround where you go back right. every seven days to make it serious and i came out of that just really thinking you know we we i i'm you're real i belong to you <laughs> yeah here we go and, and that's what I got from it. And I still wish there was a way I could go to heaven. I hope mm. I can make it, you know. Yeah. And, and reading the Gospels, he made a way for me to go to heaven. But I, I could see that he's, he's, exper he's expecting that what he did for us to be taken serious right. and to be used well to become, use the power. He, it's like he gave us the power to be able to do and be something. And he's expecting us to put some effort into doing and being that. Yeah. For me, right away, I started fasting seven days a year. Mm -hmm. 
I would take a week each year and I'd fast seven days. And it was the most gruesome and horrible thing I'd ever done in my life. I couldn't believe it. But I knew there was these holy moments that would tell me that this was pleasing. This was really helping me become like him. I would read the Bible like a book all the time, just devoured the whole thing, you know. Um, uh, just going to seven, eight Bible studies a week. Um, just really wanting to learn more about him. And I think when you ask Vicki, what do you do when you yeah. have this encounter? I think you just start talking to him. You learn about him. You just keep talking to him. And then um, I know for a fact he'll tell you what to do. Yeah. And and the problem I think both Vicki and I both had, people right away started telling her, oh, this is wrong, oh, that's wrong, oh, this is, you know, she was sharing Jesus everywhere. And a guy says, you're turning off more people than you're helping. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. Just keep telling, just keep, forget <laughs> yeah. that guy, tell Jesus. I, we, I was on the phone from Sacramento mm -hmm. to Spokane, so it was a distance. And I said, oh, don't stop talking about Jesus, just keep talking about him. I mean, that's ridiculous, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I told her the scripture that God's word does not return without having fulfilled its purpose, mm -hmm. does not re return void oh, or mm -hmm. empty, but return, but, but fulfills its purpose when you yeah. speak it. And I said, so just keep speaking it. People get mad at you. Just keep, you know, be kind to them, but yeah. find people to speak to. Cool. And it's like, you're always being told things by well-meaning people too, mm -hmm. but just keep talking to Jesus until he points out to you the pastors of your life okay. and then start following those pastors and, and being taught and led and and he'll move you and when you pick when he when he finds the right pastors for you it'll really help you for me it was guys who were failing too and and i and i was like well what's up why are you sending me to guys that are cheating on their wife or why mm -hmm. are you said it's just like because you follow me mm -hmm. and you're going to follow me here and you got a whole bunch from that yeah and you're going to go over here and you're going to get a whole bunch from this and he just started building me line upon line and precept upon precept. He began building me, and I'm just 100% surrendered. I'm yours. Hmm. What do you want me to do? Where are we going next? What are we doing next? Good. And uh, just keep talking to him and find the place you can submit and surrender your life to that he, and he will direct you there. He'll take you there. But the world is also speaking the opposite. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not what Jesus said. Like, and, then they start <laughs> and then they start quoting Jesus to yeah. you. And they got a lot of sisses in their words, right? Like, there's a lot of hisses <laughs> from the snake, you know? Because he's trying to deceive you like the snake, right. the, the serpent West deceived Burns. Eve. And the yeah. serpent tried to talk to yeah. Jesus. I mean, it's just like trying to deceive you by quoting the Bible to you, trying to deceive you by telling you what God really wants or what God really thinks. And, you know, it's just really important. Yeah. I think um, what I got from what Steve was saying is that um, practically, you know, it's just like a relationship. Luke, when you came, you know, 10 or 11 years ago, we didn't really know you. Mm -hmm. You didn't really know us. But as we spend time, we start to know each other more and more. And we, I know what you like and mm -hmm. what you don't like, you know. In a marriage with my husband, um, I didn't really know him when we got married. And, you know, how evil would be for me, knowing he doesn't like cheese, to give him cheese mm. and say, well, you know, that's just okay. Yeah. And I think practically that's a great example is I'm continually working out my marriage mm. because I want to have a good marriage. I want at the end of our days to to have kids that love Jesus and that we still love each other and mm. we, love, we love Jesus and we love each other. And I think that's that really is, is reading his words and not excusing them yep. and reading revelations because it really does put in, put in perspective the, the he's a holy God. Yeah. 
and honestly we're very unholy the way we respond to him and it's a it's a relationship um 46 years ago he he got steve got saved and then he he read revelations not saying that's a great idea mm-hmm. but it, i'm saying that it worked for him and yeah. Now, you know, it's like I can read Revelations because I remember when I, it was like, don't read Revelations, don't read Revelations, don't read Revelations. (laughs) It's way over your head. You can't read Revelations. And I come from, like you said, from a place that said, don't read the Bible, don't Mm -hmm. read the Bible. Only priests can read the Bible. Um, So it's just like a relationship. When I asked Jesus into my life 42 years ago, I had no grid at all for him. I still don't have much of a grid. Mm -hmm. But I have way more grid than I did 42 years ago because just spending time with him, you know, hitting my head against the wall, him bandaging, yeah. me hitting my head against the wall, him <laughs> bandaging. Um, he, his love has never run out for That's me. Good. And honestly, my love probably would have run out for me a long time ago. Yeah. And it's just, a, it's a, it is a, pro, a progress. It's a pr- um, process. It's, it's a what? Process. Process in a pro- what I say? Progress. progress. Pro- it, you progress. You progress. In you the progress process. in a process. Yes. <laughs> but but what do yeah. we do? What do we do with he says? You know this scripture and what do we do? Yeah. This always shocks me. Is work out your salvation. That means work mm-hmm. out your <laughs> salvation. Yeah. yeah. Right? Something about it. With fear and trembling. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to anybody? Why is it there? Is that mm. just is that just platitudes? That scripture, if you just live that scripture, work out. And I don't like to work out at all. I mean, right there, you want to stop because I don't yeah, want to work out. Yeah, it's and not. it's salvation. That's yeah. what that's what we ask. That's for when we ask Jesus in our life. Okay. It doesn't stop there. That's good. With fear no, and it's a growing, breathing thing in yeah. our lives. And then you read saved. Revelations and you read the, who he says he is and yeah. what he looked like to John, the one that was beloved. And John's probably wedding himself. <laughs> And I don't know if you say that, well, but it says he fell down, well, fell down his feet like a dead as man. As though dead. Yeah. 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 He probably wet himself. And you know, I, I sometimes want to judge him for yeah. that. Oh, it's Jesus. I fall into his yeah. arms. But he's he's got white hair like white wool with eyes yeah. of flames of fire. And his feet are burning bronze, wow. like glowing like coals. And can we talk about the out of his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword? Sharp two-edged <laughs> sword. Yeah. Out of his mouth came a sword. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to be I think I don't I'm want him fall, I'll me. Fall, If I fall down down as though dead maybe him like the grizzly bear would walk away you know maybe i can fake him out yeah. by acting dead yeah. <laughs> no i you know I, I was thinking when vicky you were saying you know everybody says don't, don't read revelation straight away and i think one of the reasons people say that sometimes is that we approach revelation as reading it as if it's to find out how you know the age is going to come to end right we look yeah, at it for our true. like our uh, eschatology or all those things like how, mm-hmm. how's how's when, how's his return going to work out, right? Really, yeah, and I think sometimes when we get caught up in that, we really miss that it reveals the person of Jesus, that's and we just good, see this. That's right. Oh, is this is this a tribulation? Is that the rapture? Is this or that? Is this? And we miss out on the person, right? That and, is great. That is absolutely amen, right on, dead on. And I think in in the forty two years I've been saved, that's exactly why you read Revelations. And I think the court cart is definitely before the horse, yeah. and it's no, it's the revealing of Jesus Christ, and it really should scare you straight yeah. into his arms. That was good. Yes. You know, scared straight and then right into his arms. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. I think, Steve, you, you often, you say a lot like about whether it's Revelation or whether it's uh, the Old Testament, you know, that sometimes we, we read those things for instructions on how to live as opposed to seeing who he is, right? And yeah. I think how, 
would you latch anything to that just whole idea of how we have to get to know him through his words we have to get to know him through who he says he is not who we determine or how we interpret what happens in our lives to describe who he is but we have to read what he says he is now he says he wrote he's telling john these things Mm -hmm. to reveal how things are supposed to happen Mm -hmm. but what he's what it is is how things are supposed to happen for your salvation right and not necessarily so that you can know exactly the signs of the times mm-hmm. like blood moons and the sky turning red and, you know, the pouring oh, out yeah, of this bowl and the blowing of that. Scorpions. I don't think it's really that important. He's not really showing us all those things. So we recognize trumpets and bowls. Right. He's showing these things. He's telling these things and showing us this through this vision of John's so that we know how to be the ones who are entered into mm-hmm. his rest his good and faithful servants mm-hmm. so that in the end who gets who gets to spend eternity in his rest and who gets to not who doesn't get to do right. that and i think that's what he's saying i'm doing this to show you like the he opens right up with seven letters yeah. telling them how to receive the blessing of the redemption yeah. the blessing of righteousness the blessing of the sword of the spirit mm-hmm. the blessing of all these blessings that he, he's offering them and in one he says if you do these things i will not erase your name from my book it's an interesting statement that just isn't believed in very many places anymore. He erases names. I mean, it's like you just go, what? Because you're, you're told everywhere he doesn't. You want your names in the book, it's in there forever. Well, I, I believe a different interpretation, you know, and it's, it's clearly spelled out in, this, in Revelation that we are all born in the book, and your name is taken out of the book if you fail to respond to the cross of Jesus Christ. And at death, if you have not responded, your name's gone. Wow. Uh, I, that's a different interpretation, yeah. and you don't hear that anywhere, but that every name is in the book until it's not <laughs> until it, you die, mm-hmm. rejecting what God did for you, wow. and you have sin in your life, your name is removed from the book. And it says right here in these letters, if you do these things, I won't erase your name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I'm like, I said, remember at a table, I said, Adonami, I don't, he erases names. I just stood up and said, what? I've never read that before. How did I, I've read this a million times. Yeah. And this was 20 years later from that night. I, he erases names? Hmm. What? Who, who knew? And, and it's like, you've got to pay attention to what he says about himself, wow, not what someone else said. And I'd been so indoctrinated that he doesn't erase names. And, and I'd had it so backwards that your name is added to the book. Mm. No, your name is in the book. When life is given, it's called the book of life. Good, Therefore, every baby born is in that book when they're given life. It's the book of life. And life puts your name in the book. Mm. So only death takes your name out of the book. Wow. And so at death... You, you don't have life through the forgiveness of the blood of the lamb or the other way through the old covenant. Mm-hmm. If you don't have life through one of those obediences of covenant, then your problem. book, your name is in the book of death, wow. which he holds the key to also. And it's like, this is like revelatory stuff. Like this is totally different, but it, it only, you only can see these things through paying attention to what Jesus says. He says he writes it so that his servants will, his servants will know the truth about the future, Mm -hmm. about what it takes to be the one who gets invited in at the end. He gathers the nation. 
If I was saved back in 1975 and I had nothing to worry about, I don't even have to worry. I'm, I'm just saying, hey, it's a done deal. If you're saved, you're saved. Then what in the heck is this sheeps and goats thing? Yeah. If I if that's all true, what's this branch that bears no fruit being cut off and thrown in a fire? I don't get all that. Right. How do they explain that? Well, the truth is that I'm not really okay until my name is permanently in the book of life. Wow. That my, when I die, I die in life, not death. And death doesn't erase my name. Mm-hmm. Life allows my name to be remain in the book of life. And I end up living eternally i end up living in his kingdom i end up being invited in to enter his rest and i I think that that's how you should read the bible Hmm. you asked vicky the question what do you do when you've been born again and you what do you do what where do you go from here i went to the book of revelation she didn't she went to share jesus with every human being she ever met and it was marvelous, mm-hmm. man. It was magical. She she disrupted this little college's uh, <laughs> photo photo lab, man. She was blowing the photo lab up, praying with people in the dark room to receive Jesus. People were having profound experiences. Dark to light. Yeah, guy. Yeah. Uh, one guy really uh, died recently, not too long ago. It's been a while now, but he died recently, and he died just gloriously in love with Jesus wow. Christ. And uh, it was Vicky who really shined the light into mm-hmm. his dark room. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Go ahead. Well, I just think, so I have a question for you, though, because I always thought the book of life is not what you said. I thought the book of life was when you ask Jesus in your life, your name is getting written in the book of life. But what I heard you say is that when you're born as a baby, your name is in the book of life. But when you die without Jesus, your name is taken out. So can you clarify that for me? Yeah, I just, I've always believed what you just said, that it's salvation, puts your name in the book yeah. of life. And, but then I don't really, I don't really understand. There's so many scriptures that don't add up, like, like the sheeps and the goats. He's going to gather them then. He's going to gather them together then. And people who've always thought they were in are going to be goats sent away. And the 10 virgin bridesmaids, they all thought they were bridesmaids. They're all waiting to go in. But these didn't finish with oil, so they were not allowed. It says they were knocking on the door, and they'll never be let in. And there's the branch that bears no fruit, will be cut off and thrown in a fire. Wait, wait a minute. He said, any branch in me. So see, none of these things add up to the book of life that we believe, that it's when we were, like on March 10th, 1975, my name was written in the Lamb's book of life. No, my name was, my name was written in the book of life, Hmm. on my on the conception of my hmm. birth i never heard you say that before i know I, it's just revelation <laughs> after revelation and, and it, revelation. it just blew my it it's just blows my mind of revelation yeah. and listen so this thought that that's wow. the truth suddenly answered i, I hate having scriptures that, don't make, that don't make sense to me i hate having scriptures that that contradict my theology and and man to to, to believe that your name is in the book of the lamb's book of life. And then he says, and then I won't erase it. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait, you erase names. And, and this just can so confusing. But if your name is in the book of life at birth, and then you reject his sacrifice for you, you reject mm. his law, you reject his will, you reject his love. Your name is erased. If when you die, if that's the truth, mm. 
that explains everything I believe. Really? Yeah, it, it, it answers everything that I have believed up until this day. And I'm like, this is really controversial. I haven't heard, I've only heard one other man on earth ever say these things. Well, and when I heard him say it, you say it, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It just came to me and I was when, just like, when? And, oh, just I don't know, a year ago. Oh. And you I kept it to yourself. Well, yeah, because I mean, this is controversial and I want to make sure. So I got a deep dive and I came across, I wish I could think of the man's name that was sharing this one day about the book of life. And I was like on TV and I was, I was like, yeah, that's, he, he just kind of tied it all in a knot for me, he tied it all together. And I was just like, yes, that, that makes sense to the, to the erasers that it, to the branches being cut off and to this holiness that I've felt ever since the day I read the book of Revelation that first night. That's right. That's there's this holiness mm. and there's this pursuit of holiness and there's this keeping your first love. We're going to read it in these letters, keeping your first love alive. Yeah. Keeping diligently pursuing God and bearing fruit and keeping oil in your lamp and producing fruit. Hmm. It's like, yes, my name's in the book of life. Hmm. I'm alive. I have life that it's was really breathed good. by God. That's interesting. God breathed life. And so a couple of years back now, it's been quite a few years back. I really just finally, to you know, I came out of the closet on the idea of salvation am i saved or am i not saved yet and i kept going back and forth well any branch in me and i kept it a secret because i knew it'd be controversial well how does these scriptures how are they explained if we were saved on the day we accepted it in mm -hmm. our life right so then any branch in me that does not bear fruit will be in me so on march 10th i entered into a relationship with jesus i became in him hmm. but it's still i need to bear fruit and then the and then the scriptures I've been repeating over and over the the sheep's and the goats uh -huh. the virgin bridesmaids the the servants in the vineyard the one doing the work when the master came is the one that'll be justified the other one's thrown out and locked out you know just parable after parable after parable telling us this and it's like they can only be explained by the fact that I'm not truly I'm saved being saved and I, I will, will be, be saved, saved. and I'm really not across the finish line. And how about that one? The one that says you have to run to the race to the finish line. Yeah. How about all the over, you know, it didn't, it didn't make sense where Jesus says he who overcomes, we're going to read this 50 times in these, in these verses that, um, that only he who overcomes will be saved. Mm -hmm. He who perseveres will be saved. Right. Yep. And so once I suddenly crossed the line and said, wait a minute, you're dead. I, I'm going to, I don't no longer believe this. I believe we're not truly saved wow. until we die. Hmm. And our name is permanently left in the book of life. So good. He doesn't erase it. Yeah. I'm not really saved until I, I get to that, to that decision between the sheeps and the goats till the, till my fruit bearing is, is, is examined yeah. till my life is full of oil, the, the Holy spirit. And so I crossed over. And then in on this book of life thing, I'm just it's just never made sense to me until I began to just really think this through. Well, of course we're in the book of life. We're alive. We're yeah. born. A baby is born innocent. They're so of good. course they're you know, when babies die, we never question are they going to heaven mm -hmm. because they're innocent. And so their name had to be in the book of life. Mm -hmm. Then why would, when I became 14 or so, and I just became the nastiest, mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't 14 when I got nasty, a little later, but uh, I just started to grow nastier Change, and yeah. meaner and, and madder and angry, angry, hard-hearted. Um, well, that's when my name got, 
got erased. Was was I may not have been erased. I don't know how that works, mm-hmm. but it definitely wasn't secure in that book. Yeah, because I wasn't doing what he said in this letter. Right, and he was. If he hadn't erased it, he was sure destined to erase it. So just mm-hmm. to clarify, because you know we we get this a lot about the question then of works and earning yeah. our salvation. Like you're not saying that our salvation is based solely on our own effort you're saying that he okay. he died yeah and paid a price and well, then clearly like, clearly my effort is yeah. like filthy rags to right. him but for some reason just like our little our youngest babies come and try to do things for us our little mm-hmm. toddlers and they're almost it's more work to have them help you mm-hmm. try to cook with a toddler it's more work <laughs> but you let them help you anyway yeah. right and it's kind of like all of my works are as filthy rags mm-hmm. But if I do not do these works, then I am not demonstrating. In every case, he says, why do you sit at the f- top seat? Don't even the heathens do that. Why do you lend money and expect to be returned? Don't the heathens do that? Everything he says is works. Everybody's so hyper hyper sensitive about the word works mm-hmm. today. And I'm sorry. This is what it says. Mm-hmm. The, the, the absolute abundance of the New Covenant record is Jesus telling us the works required to continue to be filled with the Holy Spirit, the works that are expected of being born again. And no, I don't think I'm saved by what I do. I think I'm saved by the blood of Jesus Christ shed for me. Mm -hmm. I think I qualify for that through repentance, which is a work, Mm -hmm. through giving my life to him, a work, Mm -hmm. through loving him, which is works Mm -hmm. of obedience, and so there just isn't one without the other. We're not earning God. It's not like we become good enough for salvation. Never. There's nothing I could do to earn salvation. Yeah. I screwed that up when I mm-hmm. rebelled. And I rebelled hard. Yeah. And I rebelled angrily. And I rebelled against his church. I rejected his church. Didn't want to hear about him either. Even though I had loved him so much as a child, I was mad at the people who claimed they believed in him. And so I rejected him, but he didn't reject me. I ran from him, but he chased me. He caught me, found me, slammed me on the ground, (laughs) broke me over his knee. I was weeping, just loving him. I just, I fell in love. And, but then I began to read the Bible and say, what everyone's telling me just isn't true. Out of this, out of this born again experience, I work because I love him. I work because of what he did for me. me. But you cannot be saved without a lifestyle, a working lifestyle of Christian behavior. And I'm not saying you're saved by works, but I'm not afraid of the works either. And I'm not afraid of the word either. Um, There's a lot of work. Here's the thing. Everybody wants to discuss whether you have to or don't have to. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get in that conversation because I don't even understand it. Have to? to No, no, no. I'm begging him to let me do more. I'm begging him to give me a bigger chunk. Give me more, Lord. I want to work for you. I I get up in the morning eager. What floats my boat, fires my engines, puts on my afterburners is the ability to love people with the love of Jesus Christ, to get people to come and find Jesus and follow him. I'm all about it. I'm all in. And I don't even get the stupid conversation about works. It's not working to be saved. It's working because he revealed himself. He's real people. And read the book of Revelation. You'll find out he's really serious about this stuff. And, and I want to please him. I have an 
overabundant desire to please him. And I get it. I know he's already, oh, he's already pleased with you. I know that. He's pleased that I accepted the cross of Jesus Christ. I accepted his sacrifice. He's pleased with that. I get it, but I, that, that doesn't mean I want to stop pleasing him. I, my, I made my wife really happy a couple times this week, mm-hmm. so maybe I should just quit trying because I'm done. It's over. You think she'd be okay with that in five years? <laughs> no, no. Two, three right. years ago, five years ago, I made you happy twice, man. What are you talking about? How come you're not still happy? I'm what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You know, that's, these are stupid conversations stupid. sometimes. What we twist Christianity to be, ex- I'm yeah. in love with Jesus, and I want to give my whole life to him, and I want to do more. That's yes. awesome. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's great. I took off. You, why not? So not? I just want to bring it to a close today, really just by uh, just reading a little bit of that vision again and just as we go into this journey. Oh. So, uh, you know, John says, I saw one like a son of man clothed in a robe reaching to his feet and girded across his chest with a golden sash. His head and his hair were white like white wool, like snow, and his eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze when it has has been made to glow in a furnace. Wow. his voice. And his voice was like the sound of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword. And his face was like the sun shining in its strength. My Jesus. And as we jump off into the series, you know, I, I think the, the biggest takeaway from today is that he really is serious about this Christianity thing. It's not just he's, you know, it's not just a good idea. It's not just something for us to think about. It's not just a one and done process. It's not a suggestion. It's not a suggestion. It wasn't just we said a prayer one day and now we're okay. It's he's real. He takes his word seriously and we need to respond with our all. And guys, thank you for listening. And I'm excited for this season. Look, we should want to expound. I mean, that's the outcome of finding out he's real and finding out what he did for us is we should want to respond with our all. Go ahead. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, that's been the pleasure of my life to seek him, learn about him, know about him, love him. And it's pretty, it's been a pretty fun ride so far. I'm excited excited for the next. It's all in for me, baby. Let's keep going. I I don't know how many years I have left, but we we, might might attain eternal life. We love Jesus and we, we love you guys for joining us. And thank you. Amen. See you next time. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.